0: Welcome to the Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times best-selling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. My name is Shalene Johnson. I'm a New York Times best-selling author. I am the creator of the Smart Success Academy as well as the Marketing Impact Academy. Uh, many of you might know me from late night TV. I do fitness infomercials. Uh, a lot of people know me from fitness they assume that that's my full-time business. It's it's not, which is really ironic is that when you make an exercise program like the one you're seeing on TV right now, I made that over two years ago. I developed it 15 years ago and I filmed it two years ago and it's now just now on TV. So, you know, I haven't been twiddling my thumbs for the last two years. What I love to do, what I do full-time is help people build their businesses online. And what I want to talk to you about today is a really, really common hang-up for a lot of people and that is shyness. I promise that this is going to be helpful for you because not only am I going to talk to you about you know, where it comes from, but I'm going to give you specific tools and tips and I'm not going to tell you you have to change it all the time, but I'm going to help you understand when it's really important for you to change it. Now, true confession, I have to tell you a story. This is kind of embarrassing for me to admit um, because it's a character flaw. It just is. I'm not blaming my parents for anything. I'm taking full responsibility. But growing up, I, I was rarely on school to, on time. We rarely saw the beginning of a movie. I don't ever remember seeing the beginning of a movie, to be honest. We showed up to all like family engagements, like Thanksgiving, etc. anything like that. We were always late. And my dad's thing was like, you know, if you show up late, the food's already on the table, you don't have to wait around. You come for the best part, and then you leave. And I was like, that's really brilliant thinking. And I grew up in a family where we were just late to everything. Now, my dad is still pretty much late to most things. My mom, if she's on her own, she's on time. But if she's with my dad, it seems as though she really doesn't have a problem if she's late. Then I married Mr. If You're Not 20 Minutes Early, You're Rude and You're Late. And it really killed him that I had this, Tendency to be late. Now, for years, he would tell me, "Chalene, you know, we've got to be on time. We, you, we, we can't even be on time. We have to be there early. We have got to be there early." And I was like, "I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying." But I would always feel like if we got someplace early, I was wasting time, right? Like if if I had planned things and we got there early, then I, that was time I probably should have been at home doing something. And he would tell me over and over that it bothered him and that he didn't like it. And, and I always thought, well, that's just the way he's grown up. And I've, I've grown up in, in a different way. And then I had an encounter with one of my students. See, I teach fitness classes, or at least I, I used to teach. I still teach fitness classes, but now I don't teach them, teach them publicly. I teach them in private setting. But I had an encounter with a student and she very politely told me, you know, when you're late, what you're telling everybody else is that your time is much more important than everybody else's and I was like me no I'm the night no I care about everybody what are you talking about and I asked a few people who are on time people including a couple of friends who are like super punctual how does it make you feel when I'm late and they said like you think you're more important than I am and I was like I had no idea oh my gosh I don't like being late. I hate being late. I like being on time. But you see, the problem is when you're on time, something's going to happen. And that means like 50% of the time, you're going to be late. And that really hurt because that's not how I feel. The reason why most often I was late is because I wanted to be productive. And, well, there's a whole bunch of reasons why, but mainly because I wanted to be productive because I have what they call the magical recollection of time. Like, so if I once once in my lifetime was able to make that trip in 22 minutes and the other 792 times it took 30 minutes in my head it's still 22 minutes so those are the reasons why i was late but it really took hearing from some people that when i am late it makes them feel like i think i'm better than them that it motivated me to make a change Now, I will not tell you because my husband will come flying through the door right now that I'm always on time or that I'm early, but I try to be and I try really, really hard. And that is my motivating thought. So I want you to today, because I can't tell you that I'm always on time, but I can tell you that my motivation is that I'm thinking about the fact that it hurts other people's feelings. And until I thought about that, I wasn't motivated to change it. I had no motivation to try to improve it because I didn't see it as being harmful. I share with you that story because when you are shy and awkward, when you are uncomfortable around other people, when you are intimidated, when you feel self-conscious, when you feel nervous, what you're doing is asking other people to take care of you. You're making other people feel nervous, intimidated, uncomfortable, and like they're responsible for you. Shyness is adorable, adorable. It's the cutest thing when you're six. It's not cute. It's uncomfortable when you're an adult. Why is that? Because nobody wants to feel uncomfortable. Nobody wants to feel awkward. And how do we automatically feel when we can sense someone else feels awkward Uncomfortable, insecure. I know. I, I you know, and I I guess because of my line of work, there are lots of occasions where I'll have you know like a meet and greet, and especially if it's like a really really big event, like maybe there's twenty thousand people, and there'll be like a long line to meet the trainers or sign books or whatever. That's when it's it's like I see a heightened version of it, and that's when this really started affecting me because I realized the reason why I hate doing those lines is because I. I was. I had to have to work so hard, extraordinarily hard, to make other people feel comfortable. And you know, I, I think it is difficult when you meet someone who you know you've you, like read their book or you've done their workouts or whatever. But in general, when you're around someone who's incredibly shy, to the point where they're, you know, there's nothing we can do about our our cheeks turning red. Some people just, you know, you're when when you're when you feel anxiety, your cheeks turn red, and you can work on that. People don't notice it as much if your behavior isn't calling attention to it, right? One thing you can do is just tell people, oh, my cheeks get red when I get really excited, rather than saying, oh, my cheeks get red because I'm really nervous. Because whenever you tell someone you're nervous, what you're saying, in effect, is, can you take care of me, right? I mean, no one's ever says, I'm so nervous, without anyone else replying. Everybody else has to reply. Everybody else has to say, oh, it's okay, and you know, you can hide behind my leg. And it's, it's a difficult position to put people in. So first, let's talk about, let's talk about what it is. Well, typically it's, we're, get, we're getting in our own head. So the what is we are getting in our own head. We're thinking about what other people think about us. We're worried about what other people might be saying. We're worried what they're Opinion of us might be we're worried that we might say the wrong thing. We're worried that we don't know what to say We're worried that people are looking at our weight or our teeth or our hair or our eyes or our glasses or our clothes and to be honest People don't care. Really all they're noticing is that you seem so awkward, but the the truth is when we are so worried about what everybody else thinks we're being really selfish right because If you think about, if you're worried about what everybody else is thinking, all they're thinking is like, I have to take care of this person. And it's kind of a selfish place to be, you know. Rather, what you should do is worry about how you can make other people feel comfortable. Make other people feel comfortable, right? So if you go into it with that approach, I think that may be a motivating approach reason for you to change in much the same way it was a motivation for me to want to learn to be on time and it's a skill the same way that being on time is a skill that we can learn and get better at so too can overcoming that social awkwardness now i'm not saying that you're ever going to be the person who wants to like take the stage and grab the mic and entertain the crowd but it's incredibly important it's incredibly important that you learn to make other people feel comfortable, especially when you're in a small group or a small setting. You have to, you need to, because you care about other people, because it's going to affect your opportunities, your chances to make sure your message gets heard, your opportunities to connect with other people, your ability to you know, make those connections when you go to events like Engage 2015 or you attend Smart Success or, or any live event, if you remember how important it is to make other people feel comfortable, you're much more likely to have other people receive your message. There are situations where I definitely feel shy and I have to learn to overcome it. One thing you have to do is stop labeling yourself as shy because you'll live up to that label. You can call yourself formally shy. You can call yourself someone who's, you know, working on making other people feel comfortable. That's a better way to put it. Okay, so now let's talk about Things you need to do to prevent or or to help other people feel comfortable. So forget about shyness for a second, okay? Forget about it. Just remember the next time you're going to be entering into a situation that normally you would say, Oh man, I I don't want to do this because I'm quote unquote shy. I want you to say, I am not shy and replace the word shy with selfish. You wouldn't do that, would you? You wouldn't say, I don't want to go there because I'm selfish. Would you say that about yourself? Because that's what you're being if you're not thinking about other people's feelings. You would not say, I don't want to go because I'm selfish. Because you're not. But you're behaving that way when you're not worrying about what other people think and how they feel. I shouldn't say how they think, but more so how they feel and how comfortable they are. So in certain situations, remember how important it is to make people feel comfortable. This starts number one with your body language. So pretend that you're imitating someone who has, Tremendous confidence, shoulders pulled back. I'm okay if you need to look at me. I'm okay if you want to start a conversation with me because I will take care of you. I'll carry this conversation. I'll ask you questions. I will make you feel comfortable in this situation. Your body language should project that. I can take care of you. Your body language should not project, I need you to take care of me. I need you to introduce me to the circle. I need you to pull me in and let everybody know what I do. I need for you to ask me questions. I need for you to carry me. I need for you to help me network with all these people. That's such a selfish place to be. And I know you're not selfish. So take care of other people in that situation. Number one was body language. Number two, come equipped. Most often we have fear because it's fear of the unknown. But you know what's gonna happen. What's going to happen is you might, might be sitting at the table with someone you've never met before. You might be introduced to someone who's, in your opinion, you know, more successful or more beautiful or taller or richer or whatever or, or, or it is. So come prepared. There's a list of about 35 questions that you can put in your phone, on a note, and review before you walk into any situation where you're going to meet strangers. And I don't care if it's, you know, fellow parents on the PTA, a group that you're networking with at a social media conference, or just some new friends. The same questions can be asked. Oh, so how did you find out about this? Now, where are you from? Oh, are you married? So what do you do? Oh, that's awesome. Do you follow Shaleen Johnson on Periscope? Oh, yeah, I know. I do too. Uh, that's great. So um, where'd you grow up? You play any sports? I mean, there's a million questions you can ask people and you'll never run out of them. And the funny thing is, oftentimes shy people will say, well, I feel like people think I'm being nosy, but let me ask you a question. Do you feel like someone's being nosy if they take an interest in you? We love it when people are interested in us. We love it, it makes you feel important. And nine times out of 10, you don't have to keep asking and asking and asking questions. Usually, people will offer up information and you can do a follow-up on whatever area they're comfortable with. You don't have to ask them what their tax returns were last year or or anything that's terribly personal. Just ask enough questions and, hello, listen to the answer so that you can ask a suitable follow-up question. But remember that People want us to ask questions rather than tell them all about us, right? Because people are waiting for that opportunity for you to take notice of them. Would you make a list of questions? Like, let's say this weekend you're going to a wedding. If you got sat at a table, you got separated from your friend or your date, and you got sat at a table that you know no one, could you come up with 30 questions in advance that you could ask of just about anyone? Totally. Of course you could. So, it removes the fear when you know what might happen and, more importantly, know what you will do. Why must we overcome this? Because it's holding you back. We don't give opportunities to people that we feel aren't strong enough, aren't capable of handling it. We don't give opportunities or believe that we can follow someone if they truly can't lead because they're overcome by shyness and you have a message and you want to help people and you've got something to share and you've got a business or you, you, you just you, there's so much more you want to do and it's really difficult to make that happen if you're stuck in your own head so I'm going to encourage you at least in certain environments where it's important where you can take care of other people to step outside of that label that you maybe have given yourself. And instead of calling yourself shy, you'll call yourself formally shy. You'll call yourself someone who likes to make other people in a situation like that feel comfortable. I wanna make other people feel comfortable, don't you? I mean, you don't wanna make people feel uncomfortable. Now, I'm not a psychologist or a psychologist And there is something to be said for people who have extreme social anxiety. And that's not what we're talking about here today. If you have extreme social anxiety or personality disorder, that too, you don't have to suffer with that. You can get help and you can learn to overcome those things. But they're very different from just feeling mm, uncomfortable when you're around new people. And I think we know the difference. So that's my challenge to you. I want you to right now, list 10 questions that you could ask absolutely anyone that wouldn't be overly intrusive, that would actually show that you have interest, that would actually show that you like people and that you're interested in people. You could ask the kid who's begging your groceries at the corner grocery store. You could ask a lady who's on the elevator with you. And you could ask someone who you're seated next to at your next seminar. These are things that make people feel comfortable. Remember to match their energy You know, if if someone's giving you the body language, like I don't want to talk, well, that's fine. At least you tried to make them feel comfortable. Doesn't mean you have to push yourself on them. But these are the things that with practice will help you to feel much more confident in social settings. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Shaleen Show. I'd like to invite you to attend a free webinar. This webinar has been designed specifically for people like you and I, who sometimes struggle with self-doubt or confidence in certain situations. I've struggled with this and I've overcome, and I've taught hundreds of thousands of people how to do the same. I'd like to invite you to join me on this free webinar. To sign up for my next free training, please go to CourageousConfidenceClub.com.